0: Welcome to the Occupational Safety Leadership Podcast, episode number 46. In this one, we will talk about process safety management. And part of process safety man, uh, management is to sit down and collect all the information that you can so that you can make an informed decision. You can look at the hazards and the risk, uh, materials of construction, the codes used, um, process um And instrumentation, all that stuff out there. So in this one, when we sit down and we talk about it, a lot of it is a laundry list. You can find an awful lot from the the safety data sheet itself. But you also have to look at the uh, codes out there. Uh, There's going to be things for how did you calculate the ventilation requirements and just so let's just kind of go over the whole um, The whole list here then so all right. Here's a couple things uh, that you're you're going to need for process safety um, uh, info. You're going to need the toxicity information, permissible exposure limits, um, physical data, reactivity data, corrosive data, thermal and chemical stability, and hazardous effects from inadvertent mixing. So if you have your uh, acid that you mix it with, insert. You know, and and of course, it has to be something that's reasonably a realistic scenario. Um, If you don't have caustic soda on the facility, you wouldn't have to say, hey, my caustic soda spilled into the hydrochloric acid process. Um, So really, you're going to sit down a lot of these are found right on the uh, SDS itself then. And of course, what they're talking about is this is going to be a list of all your products going in I should say all your chemicals going in to make your overall process if you're going to input five or six chemicals and you need to have five or six list of, of all this in there calculate out everything then when you really sit down and look at it so look at a couple more um, things that we're going to need we have to understand the process chemistry black flow diagram How's it going to go? Is it going to go from the, uh, is it a, uh, a powder and, and it's going to go from the belt to the top of the process vessel? We then mix in water. We, you know, so, so we have to have almost a step by step. How are we going to get from point A to point B? We're also going to sit down and, and look at what are going to be the consequences in all these steps as, as we're kind of going, going through. And we're not doing a full, full-blown process hazard analysis yet. That's going to be in the very next one where we really sit down. But, we, but we're going to look at these things right from the get-go because we can also stop a lot of uh, issues from happening just looking at the analysis that we're doing to even get started. We're going to look at maximum intended quantities. There's going to be a safe upper and lower limit that we can find out there. And we want to look at also the consequences of deviations. And the big thing we're focused on, of course, is the safety and health of the employees. We really want to make sure they're good. We obviously don't want the public to be harmed. We don't want the environment to be be harmed. But we have to really focus on, like, first and foremost, the people who are working the process, working the plant, right on, right at the job site then. Let's look at a couple more uh, items to uh, collect up. Uh, when it comes to the equipment in the process, we're going to look at the materials of construction because not all materials of construction are going to be the same. If you have a acid that will eat steel, you need to figure out how am I going to make this process work then. Um, so as part of it, when we look at that information on the on the equipment, we're going to look at the piping and instrumentation, electrical classification, relief systems, and design basis. So uh with many cases when we mix chemical A with chemical B there's going to be a lot of heat, steam generated. All that has to go somewhere. And then when it does go somewhere, how are we controlling this then? You know, are are we are we looking for a relief system so so we, we want to have some pressure in there or do we just want to have an open top and the open top goes to a scrubber and we're we're, we're looking at ventilating the um the process then so so there's a lot of different things to really sit down and uh are uh, to sit down and consider uh we're going to look at the design codes and the standards out there then so uh these design codes and standards do do change throughout the years so it could be something that was uh totally good five or ten years 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 ago the the brand new standards now say to bring it up the standard you have to do the following things it then so we have to go back and make sure that we're not pulling old info because we do have to do this every five years Um, things don't rapidly change but they, they change enough that you have to sit down and look at this every five years we're also going to look at the material and energy balances out there and that's going to be for any system built after May 26 1992 so at this point, we're probably really not building that many new systems when it comes to pharma and that kind of stuff. We do have a lot of new systems going, going in. Uh, but when we look at like the, the old school, uh, we're making gas, we're making diesel, we're making a lot of these have been around for a long time now. We have to look at the safety systems. Do we have things like interlock? Do we have suppression systems? Do we have a way to detect leaks? as far as liquids and gases and different things out there. And then finally, of course, we have to then go back and the the employer must document that the equipment complies with recognized and generally accepted good engineering practices. And if you can't find that data from what you did before, you have to go back and get that data again. It would be awesome to sit down and say, well, we haven't had any issues in five years. We're just going to sit down and rubber stamp this and then go on. You got to go back. You got to collect that data. You really got to look at all that stuff. Then again, really make sure you're understanding all that so that you can do a good process hazard analysis. And that is it for episode number 46. In this episode, we talked about the process safety Uh, info that we have to get for process safety management so we can properly assess the process. Uh, And we said process an awful lot in this one too. So the one thing that we have to uh, do as well is as we're gathering this data, that's going to help us make this good informed decision out there. Um, We're we're definitely going to have a team involved. It's not going to be just a... Uh, Two people who sit down and 100% agree, we, we want to have people with different views. In an ideal world, you would form a team where you would have operators, maintenance, and somebody um, from management involved, too, and somebody from production. And, and you could really sit down, because everybody kind of has a, a, different, a different slice of that pizza, but, uh, but we all have the same end, end goal to make something in a very safe way. Um, So that is it. Episode number 46. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Dr. David Ayers. Have a safe day.